Hello, and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we're speaking with Captain William Errett from the U.S. Coast Guard about their move to a new financial system and how they dealt with uh, some bumps on the road with an incident command and uh, a lot of good lessons learned. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast. All right, so today we have an exciting topic and an exciting guest. We're going to be talking about the Coast Guard's journey to a, a new financial system, which is up and running now. And uh, to talk about that, we have our guest today, Captain Will Errett. Captain Errett, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Paul. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Well, why don't we just start off a little bit about, just give us a little intro about yourself and then maybe, uh, you know, start off on the role that you took with this uh, transition to the new system. Yeah, no problem, Paul. Uh, it's great meeting you at AGA's PDT in California, talking about the podcast, and thanks for inviting me on. And uh, just a little bit about myself. I'm currently serving as the Deputy Director of Financial Management and Procurement Services Modernizations for the U.S. Coast Guard. And the CFO directorate, and also I'm serving as the FSMS, that's our financial system, transition deputy incident commander. It's a temporary position. I'm a licensed CPA and a CGFM. My 24-year career in the Coast Guard, my operational career has focused on sea duty and tactical law enforcement, and I have over 10 years in financial management staff tours ranging from budget formulation and execution to audit readiness and financial reporting for budgetary resources. Some of my previous tours include serving as a program examiner at OMB and the Coast Guard's Budget Execution Division Chief, where I oversaw execution of the Coast Guard's $11 billion budget. Well, that's great. Um, and, and you were the lucky one that uh, got to help out with this transition. I'm sure many, many others did too. But um, but so why don't you tell us a little bit? I know we've had um, some folks from the Coast Guard on the podcast and talked about that you guys were looking at a new system. It's been a long journey, I understand. So uh, do you mind just giving us a little background? Oh, absolutely. Uh, to provide some historical background, in 2003, the Department of Homeland Security was established and 22 separate agencies with distinctive financial systems merged into one department, and DHS began a road modernizing and integrating its components, financial asset and acquisition management systems. Uh, the tra transition for the Coast Guard to the new financial management system has been a multi-year process, starting when DHS wanted to stand up a shared financial management system among its components. Uh, I would describe the reasons why we went to a new financial system in four buckets. First, the Coast Guard's legacy financial system was highly customized, outdated, and no longer sustainable and put our infrastructure at risk. Second, our financial and procurement systems did not communicate with each other, which increased an opportunity for error. We were managing three different general ledgers, which required constant uh, reconciliation to our main Coast Guard ledger, which ultimately rolled up to the DHS's financial reporting to their general ledger. Third, DHS 
committed itself to standard uh, standardization to better manage DHS budgets. And lastly, the new financial system update helped make policy compliance easier for the U.S. Coast Guard. And just to clarify, so when exactly did you all kind of go live? Well, we had it. We starting the start of FY22, October 1st, we, we cut over to the new system. And uh, there was a transition period, but we, we went live on 17 December 2021, which was in uh, fiscal year uh, 22. Okay, so almost a year. Wow, 12, 14, yeah. so 12, 7, yeah, almost going to yeah. be three days to your anniversary there. <laughs> um plan a party. What's that? Need to plan a party to, uh, for the anniversary of the new uh, financial system. That's right. Every year now from now on. Um, so, right. So that makes sense. You know, obviously you guys needed to, to move to this system. You had three different general ledgers. I mean, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of, a lot of good reasons to uh, modernize. So I'm sure that came with some bumps in the road, uh, but actually we'll get to that in a second, but um, maybe just a little more info about what does this particular solution handle? How does it work? I think it's, you know, you guys are part of multiple agencies on one system. So maybe a little bit more about how your system works. Yeah. Well, we transitioned to a more robust, integrated financial acquisition asset management platform supported by DHS, and it's officially called the Financial Systems Modernization Solution, FSMS for short, and DHS is the shared service provider. And with this, the Coast Guard is a member of we call the DHS Trio, where we have countering weapons of mass destruction, CWMD, and TSA also on the system. Uh, CWMD uh, was got on the system first a couple of years ago, then TSA, then uh, recently the Coast Guard. And a little bit more about FSMS. It's an Oracle-based system that's part of a DHS initiative. Uh, like I said, it's run by the DHS uh, Joint Program Office. Fully compliant with government standards and features, roles, and responsibilities that are standardized across the, uh, the components. And FSMS also helped usher the Coast Guard into a 21st century by tapping the power of big data and cloud computing to make financial procurement management more transparent and accessible across the enterprise. Yeah, and I understand you guys are doing some automation stuff too or planning to do that, so Definitely is a modern solution, right? Yes. We're looking at uh, RPI solutions and uh, a little bit more automation as well. Um, but FSMS helps catapult us into that. And uh, we have teams looking at that, looking at that automation, similar as other agencies' components across the federal government. So now the fun part for, for us that like the stories, uh, definitely would love to hear, let's call them some unique challenges you guys had, uh, you know, what were some, some bumps in the road or even just things that inherently made you guys kind of difficult, you know, it made this a difficult thing to, to do because just the way you're structured or you guys are so spread out, you know, give us a little bit of insight into some of your challenges. Yes. Uh, to frame it out, I just want to make two points for comparison purposes. The other members of the DHS trio I mentioned, CWMD, on FSMS, they have 150 
system users. TSA has approximately 2,200 system users. And the Coast Guard has approximately 15,000 financial system users on the system. And the Coast Guard is significantly larger than CWMD and TSA with more complexities with our business processes. And also for a uh, comparative, um, for his listeners, I'm sure everyone's familiar with DOD, a little bit of Coast Guard background to compare. Uh, the U.S. Navy's budget is approximately $13 billion and excuse me, the Coast Guard's budget is approximately $13.1 billion, and the U.S. Navy's of $162 billion, and the active duty force of the Coast Guard is 42,000 members, and the U.S. Navy's approximately 3,460,000. So public math here, that's, uh, Navy's approximately eight times as big as the Coast Guard um, in people size. So that kind of gives everyone a relative benchmark uh, since I'm already talking about uh, armed services, uh, serving the longest continuous seagoing armed service, the U.S. Coast Guard, I must take at least one opportunity to make another maritime reference. I describe our financial system launch as a perfect storm of challenges. Launching FSMS was a highly complex effort that coincided with specific U.S. Coast Guard requirements. Uh, which include, number one, a new DHS common appropriation structure, number two, new project-centric accounting, number three, new segregation of duties and internal controls, number four, 13 distinct U.S. Coast Guard in interfaces, including a new travel system, number five, massive data transfer from a legacy to system to a new system, number six, migration to a DOD SharePoint 365. Based on all those challenges for listeners, if you just could picture a Coast Guard cutter heading into the seas, the challenges uh, made are similar to like a overwhelming wave coming towards us and we're putting our bow right into the uh, seas. So we have two options to go over the wave or break through it. So that, that's how I would describe our, our overall journey to initial launch and also want to emphasize a transition to a new financial system regardless if you're the navy or coast guard or any component agency isn't like flipping on a light switch uh, we had a cutover period i mentioned earlier starting the beginning of fy22 october 1st um, and we didn't have a system to process on average 60 6, monthly invoices while we could plan for a small quantity of payments that could be made manually through the U.S. Treasury system, there still would be a significant of backlog of invoices because of the cutover estimated. It was estimated between 30 to 75 days, and it lasted for us, I think, around 78 days without a standard payment system. So knowing that, we knew we had to go out and communicate this challenge to our external vendors and all stakeholders to know they would get paid. It just would take some time and a lot of hard work by a lot of great coasties in uh, FinCEN, uh, our finance center in Chesapeake, uh, Virginia. Yeah, I heard about that. I understand you guys have gotten that backlog down pretty well, though, right? We, we got to a uh, measurable, uh, manageable level, but uh, 
just like uh, the ocean, there's uh, ebb and flood. Uh, we hit some difficulties sometimes and wait for it to go back down. And it, it's, a, it's a constant battle, but there's a great, uh, great team out Vincent working that. And I would say we have the challenge under control. That's good. Obviously, <laughs> that's that's quite a lot of invoices. Um, yeah. Well, you know, so that's one bump in the road. Um, you know, I, and I understand you guys actually stood up a command to kind of keep track of all these things, mitigate risks. You know, maybe tell us a little bit more about, you know, once you did the financial launch, you know, what else you all did to kind of do some risk management here? Yeah. I know we probably have some boxing fans uh, listening, so I'll use a Mike Tyson quote. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. I mean, Coast Guard prepared as well as we could, but launching a new financial system is historic and non-frequent events. You, I would say you, maybe once in your career you would do that. And the unexpected does happen. Uh, we launched FSMS officially in mid-December. and after a few months into it, uh, we want to make sure we stayed uh, on top of everything, worked as a team, communicated to the workforce, paid our vendors. So after launch uh, in March of 2022, uh, the previous commandant stood up a FSMS Transition Incident Command, commonly known as the IC, to lead and integrate efforts to develop and implement solutions to the business processes and technical challenges related to FSMS uh, transition. Uh, Incident commands, the Coast Guard does an excellent job at uh, Just a few examples of major hurricanes. You know, we stand up an incident command before and during the process and post, uh, like Deepwater Horizon and uh, just want to make sure we gave our undivided attention to uh, helping the workforce and focusing on paying vendors um, and paying our people. And currently, as I mentioned before, I'm serving as the deputy of the FSMS uh, Transition Incident Command. And the command uh, established a, cam- a command post at Coast Guard headquarters here in D.C. to prioritize, coordinate efforts across the enterprise, headquarters directorates, procurement and contracting, financial management staffs, and support teams. The Finance Center, FinCEN, and the Pay and Personnel Center uh, working as a team to accomplish our objectives. To mention our objectives when the incident uh, command, the FSMS transition command stood up, was pay our people, which to eliminate the backlog of member payments, Similar to other agencies, components, people travel, you have to uh, file travel claims. We want to make sure our members' claims were paid uh, as quickly as possible. And as I mentioned earlier, we had a new travel system. And also pay personal procured moves, similar to a DOD. I think the uh, generic term uh, called Diddy moves, when someone moves from one area to another, they move it. Uh, the uh, um, U-Haul or Penske truck, the member files a claim. Uh, and so we wanted to make sure they got paid for that and basically streamline the process for future payments. Uh, second objective was pay our bills. Clear to pass through invoice backlog uh, caused when we turned off the old system and transitioned to the new system. There's roughly a 78-day period where invoices were uh, 
stacking up when we didn't have a system to pay. We could do some manual payment through a treasury system where you're proactively communicating with all the vendors, but uh, we still had a lot of work to do with that. And the team uh, since then did a great job of overcoming that and getting that backlog down. Number three, improve FSMS performance. Number four, uh, facilitate the execution of FY22 and uh, now FY23 uh, funding budget execution and integrate, lastly, which I think is one of the most important, integrate and enhance communications to the workforce and our external stakeholders and partners. In some, our goal as the FSMS transition into the command is to lead efforts to address any and all challenges associated with the transition to our new financial system. As of now, we're working uh, towards the sustainment of these uh, processes and uh, eventually uh, transferring it over to the responsible program offices and stakeholders within the Coast Guard to manage. So, and I'm curious too, so did you all always have it in mind to set something like this up or was it something that you decided, oh, you know, things might get a little, you know, you know, difficult here. We should, we should do this now. Was it, you know, a long-term plan always, or kind of a short-term? It was, uh, well, the Coast Guard, chance to say the motto, Sanford Paradis, always ready. Uh, we saw some indicators that we wanted to make sure we got ahead and, uh, of some of these challenges, especially paying people and paying our bills. We want to keep a great relationship with our vendors. Obviously, Coasties travel claims, we want to make sure we're taking care of our members due to all their hard work. And uh, we're a people-focused organization, military service. And the Coast Guard, uh, we incident commands is nothing new. We do it, and we're, we're trained to, uh, to perform this. And we... The, we wanted to make sure we gave our undivided attention to make this as accessible uh, financial system launch and transition as possible. Right. Yeah. Obviously, if it was a uh, you know easy peasy, no issues, you wouldn't have needed anything like that. But uh, you quickly realized you need something, and like you said, you got the hurricane stuff you guys have done. You guys just kind of went into that mode and shifted into it pretty quick. Yes, yeah, so I would say it's in our DNA uh, to respond as quickly as possible. Yeah, you guys know how to do that pretty well. So that that's yeah, makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, so I guess how did it go? You know, what uh what kind of results did you guys uh, see from this? Uh, was it, you know, assuming it was successful, you guys did, did some good stuff. What tell us about that? Well, the incident command uh FSMS transition team had uh some great results. Uh I was wanting to point out when we first set up the FSMS uh transition team we had a rear admiral who was the incident commander. We had an 06 deputy, and I was one of the other deputies in the incident command. And we reached a point uh, where now the senior 06 is the incident commander uh, carrying on the, and I'm the deputy carrying on the results and great efforts of what the uh, rear admiral Hickey uh, led us during this period. Some of the accomplishments, um, member payments cleared. We cleared uh, approximately 3,500 member payments on backlog. As I mentioned earlier, like work travel claims, 
versus procurement moves, ditty moves. Uh, number two, a reduction in invoice backlog, which I, I think is pretty amazing. We uh, got pretty stacked up with over 27,000 invoices, and we were able to clear the backlog. But as I said earlier, uh, we, you have the ebb and flood with the invoices, and it's it's a, a constant battle to try to pay that as uh, fast as possible to be compliant with the Prompt Payment Act. And uh, FinCEN's uh, staff is uh, under leadership of Captain Mike Danish is doing a great job uh, doing that. Number three, build a homepage and customer support. It was just a new SharePoint 365 site. Um, we were able to, I would say, customize some of the job aids, a new financial system, similar to uh, when you buy a new car, the owner manual might be 300 pages long. We're able to do, like, I would say, a front and back job aid as simple for end users. Hey, how do you do a simple requisition request? Uh, had some graphics. And it really made it pretty efficient and easy for the end user to use that. And we have, as I said, over 150 of those job aids. Fourth point I would like to mention is uh, we had a successful FY22 budget uh, close, and we had a, a successful launch, which when a closing out a new financial system and starting a new financial system, which we've never done before, I would say is, a, is an accomplishment within itself. And lastly, uh, we earned our 10th, we as in DHS earned our 10th consecutive clean audit opinion on our DHS financial systems for uh, FY22. Coast Guard uh, provides a specific uh, portion of DHS's uh, financial reporting via material, a lot of aspects. So I, I, I would say that as a win. I wouldn't say we've done everything perfect, but we've definitely given it 100% uh, hard work and you're continually uh, working on uh, making FSMS a success. Yeah, and, I, you know, that last bullet there, I mean, there was a lot of chatter. I think the last ASMC or PDT or one of those we were at there, you know, folks were, like, worried about the audit. Um, and, yeah, that's awesome. You guys got another clean opinion and got through that, you know, huge milestone as well. So congrats on that. Thanks. The streak's still alive. We had a lot of pressure, but great team and the Coast Guard uh, working on that. So it was definitely a team effort working with uh, the department CFO shop. It can tell you a lot of hard work and long hours went into that. Yeah, and I'm sure things like this definitely helped that because, you know, you found problems, you fixed them as fast as you could and kept things on, you know, kept things on track, recorded, reported correctly, and, uh, yeah, got through the audit. Good stuff. So uh, I think, Captain Arrow, I just have one more question for you. Um, you know, I always like to do this. Uh, I mean, you guys went through a serious, like you said, historic event there, getting on the new system, you know, had your built up the command, took care of some problems here. Um, things are looking better now, which is awesome. So, you know, for other folks out there, other agencies that would have to go through something like this, I know DHS is doing all kinds of system modernizations. So there'll probably be all kinds of components doing similar stuff in the next few years. Um, you know, give us some of your, uh, what you thought were some of the most important lessons from this uh this effort well let me think I, I would sum it up in four 
primary lessons learned. Number one is establish a transition incident command team. You know, an incident command expedite solutions by consolidating resources and galvanizing the support and attention of a senior leader. So I mentioned our previous incident commander and Kurt, incident commander, um, Admiral Hickey, now uh, Captain Klein. If there's an issue, they can bring it across the organization. We'll make sure it can be effectively communicated and make sure we can get resources, people surged and make sure it gets to the attention it uh, deserves uh, across the organization. Number two, make metrics your focus. Uh, you can say something doesn't work that well, but if you can measure it via, uh, I should say, work that doesn't work well, or hey, it's working really well, uh, you can use a dashboard and reports and define metrics to help track progress and gaps. Third, uh, devote time and people to the problem. Uh, the incident command uh, should be able to meet and uh, coordinate daily. We have a, uh, we da daily, weekly meetings where we can surge personnel and address, uh, hey, where's the closest alligator to the boat? Granted, we're uh, <coughs> for us. For, uh, I'd say about 15 months into this uh, incident command, uh, we're not surging as much. We're, there are still issues going on um, that we're addressing some challenges, but you, you have to spend time and make sure you get the right people to solve the problem. Earlier on in incident command, uh, we did have a surge, uh, quite a few people, which made a significant uh, difference and improvement. And lastly, beat the drum here, keep communications constant. You know, the, the end user, the system users want to know they are being heard. You can't over-communicate. If there's a user down in Florida or Alaska or headquarters that's having issues, we made sure there's channels so they would go up the chain of command and we could look at that and make sure we could send out from daily emails to summarize some solutions uh, to monthly reports uh, and town hall meetings. It really made a difference in making this a, the, a success, a successful uh, launch as possible. Well, yeah, that's great. No, and again, you know, congratulations to getting through that. And uh, I'm sure it was a lot of late nights and weekends and all that fun stuff, but uh, yeah, this is a great story for everybody. And I mean, I know, it's not over yet, right? I mean, you got to keep it up and running. There's always going to be risks, but it sounds like you guys uh, kind of have a handle on it and know what to, you know, at least how to mobilize people and get things done. So that's pretty amazing. So, so yeah, Captain Eric, thank you very much for coming on today of the podcast and for supporting AGA. We really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can speak to you again another time. Absolutely. You have a great day, Paul. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. AGACGFM.org. Plenty more podcasts. Plenty more info. I'm guessing this is probably the last one before uh, 2023. So we do have a whole bunch lined up and uh, excited to get those going. So until we see you next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA.